It is time to reawaken to your own inner potency. It is time to rise within. Welcome to this episode beauty of the Rise Within podcast, a space for you to explore, embody and rise into your own personal power. I'm your host Georgina Rose, a trauma-informed self-discovery coach and energetic alignment mentor who supports individuals just like you that are ready to deep dive into awakening your most authentic self and let it shine out into the world, no matter where you are on your journey. If you're someone who is ready to rise into your personal development journey and live a more authentic and aligned life, then you're in the right place. I'm so grateful that you're here and stoked to be sharing this episode with you, so let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Rise Within podcast. We're here, episode three, to chat to you all about perfectionism. And it's so, so lovely to be here in your ears for another episode. I'm your host, Georgina Rose, and I'm really looking forward to sharing sharing with you. Here we go, good start. What is in store for um, this episode? So much so that I had actually planned and announced in episode one that this would air in May as episode seven, but I decided to bring it forwards to start off the exploration into perfectionism and how it can show up for you in your life and how to start to find a little more ease with it. Because I know so many people who have this showing up in their lives at the moment and are really starting to look at it either personally or someone else that they know within their lives, in their relationships. Um, so I thought this would be a good place to dive into it and bring it bring it forwards into your space. And last episode, if you haven't already listened to it, I spoke about my journey up until now, a little bit about my story, the unveiling of who Georgina Rose is and what my current purpose is and what lessons I'm here to explore and adventure through in this lifetime and one of them is moving away from the shadow aspect of where my south node sits in Virgo so anyone um, astrology based then you'll know what I'm talking about here perhaps but for some of you just as a really simple thing it is perfectionism the south node is about where you've been and where your shadows lie and a few different bits and pieces which I can dive into uh, another time and so for me with this perfectionism is to move through learning to love myself more along the journey and to embrace that energy of the journey is more important than the end result sometimes or all the time if we're looking to live a more conscious available life in that way so This shadow energy really shows up a lot in both my astrological and my human design charts. So it's a really big energy for me to work with in this lifetime. And there's a lot of guidance to learn along the way through failures, through the trialing, the exploration and the tasting of life to help me find my path. And I know that if I'd continue to hold on to the tough and challenging ways of perfectionism and not take responsibility for letting those parts of me be loved and integrated, then I can pretty much guarantee you that this path of trialing and failing to ultimately learn the lessons I need to would, it would be so extremely painful. Um, And so in this episode, 
uh, I think that we're yeah going to be discussing about how perfectionism can show up in your life. So you may begin to recognise its patterns. And then I'm going to be walking you through the six ways that I've found really useful to move with this. And admittedly, I am still moving with this. It's a constant learning curve to allow myself and yourself as well to create more ease and gentleness in the moments where perfectionism may actually kind of hold you hostage in your life. I know that I've felt that energy for myself before as well. And I highlight this just for a moment, just to say that we're moving with this, not through this, as it is very much an energy within, which is constantly being revisited and integrated and not something at all that is a destination to get to, something to tick off a list or something to get rid of in our lives, my life, your life, but rather it is about the journey. Um that we get to celebrate, I get to celebrate, you get to celebrate and embrace along the way with what it offers. Because I'm not going to (laughs) lie, I can pretty much guarantee that as you unearth and begin to feel okay moving through one layer, it's no doubt going to always show up in a deeper part of you where there's more healing to be done. Oh, such fun. Such fun. Sometimes you think that when you're on this journey that Maybe you just didn't want to know to start with, know any of it to start with, because it is a continuous journey, but it actually gets to be pretty, pretty great along the way and what you get to uncover within yourself. So we're going to just drop into it, get into it and chat for a moment, first of all, about perfectionism, as sometimes there's this idea of what it is, excuse me, just going to take a little sip of drink. And people's idea of it is sometimes slightly skewed or slightly judgmental or slightly um, in one box. So I'm just going to open that up here so that you can start to see where it may be showing up in your life. And it's a quality that is usually either really celebrated by people around us, by society, especially when we see people striving or being busy or achieving, we're very much celebrating them in that space. But it can also be rejected and judged by others and also ourselves as a straight, as a straight, as a trait of being maybe labelled as a control freak. Or we can go the other way and be seen to have a really flaky personality and low self-esteem. And it's something that is a learnt behaviour and most of the time at a very young age it's learnt to enable us to keep safe in our environment, to be protected and to ensure that, you know, we're always behaving in the, in inverted commas here, correct way, living up to the expectations of others and the expectations we also put upon ourselves to make sure that we are accepted, loved and sometimes even just acknowledged and seen. And perfectionism can sometimes come from harsh and unsettling roots in our lives, sometimes from an unstable upbringing of physical, mental, emotional abuse in the home. It can come from a fear of judgment, rejection and not being enough. It can be linked with mental health conditions like anxiety, depression, 
low self-esteem, OCD. But it doesn't always have to have sinister origins. But maybe just come from a competitive streak with a sibling or a friend, an innocent competitive streak, who this person in the moment may perform better than, than you do and receives praise for what they've done. So you end up striving to try and match that, to receive that external validation. But no matter if you feel there is a small amount of perfectionism showing up in your life or if it feels like it's consuming you, there are always ways to support yourself with this. And a little side note here, I just want to share with you that if you are, if you're listening to this and you hear something that really triggers you or that resonates with you and you're really feeling super, super stuck that you feel like you need a little more support after this podcast, then... And if they're feeling, sorry, particularly overwhelming for you, then I do really encourage you to seek professional help from potentially a therapist or a counsellor or a coach or somebody to support your recovery of something that may be bigger going on and triggering this behaviour within you that you possibly can't see within yourself at the moment. But know that there's no shame in seeking help elsewhere because oftentimes it's the other person um, in whatever relationship that is, whether it's a friend, a colleague, a therapist, um, anyone that you meet, they're always the mirror, they're always the reflection um, of something that's going on deeper within us. So know that it's okay to reach out and and look look to a professional to seek help with this. But the first way just to get back to it first way is to support yourself is by recognizing how it shows up for you recognizing that maybe you do have these perfectionist tendencies and then learning how they show up for you and this is sometimes one of the hardest parts to look within and and realize this so I've put together some ways here um, that it can show up and this is not an exhaustive list but some of the main ways that it could present in someone's life um, so that you might be able to start building that awareness in your own life too. So the first way is setting super high expectations for yourself or for others. And this is very much linked to needing a sense of control over a situation and wanting acceptance and recognition as an end result, Uh, seeking that external validation, which I mentioned before. And you might very much only be focused on the end result here. Um, And with this, most people who have perfectionist tendencies do tend to find it quite hard in this way, especially when they set these high expectations and they have this need for sense of control over certain situations. Um, They do find it hard to adapt to changing in situations as their level of control tends to need it to look a certain way. And this can often overshadow the need for flexibility in the moment which more often than not actually tends to achieve a better result. Um, So yeah, if that resonates with you, just take a moment to pause with that and see it might be situations only in a certain setting that you feel like you like to have that certain control to feel safe, to know your boundaries, to understand what's going on. And that's all absolutely okay. But just check it out and maybe have a little think um, and feel into where that may show up for you. Another one is procrastination. 
Now, this is one that I know only too well. <laughs> and it stems from setting unrealistic expectations for yourself. You can get caught up a lot in worrying too much about everything needing to be perfect, that you end up not taking any action or putting putting things aside and procrastinating doing other things and not doing anything to do with the project that you're actually working with in hand. Um, so in the end, you, you tend to fumble your way through at the last minute and what you produce can sometimes feel much less than what you know you could have achieved if you just got on with it in the first place. I know for myself and a few other people that I've been speaking to about this recently, this tends to then trigger us into a shame cycle where you shame start to shame yourself in this process and then you make yourself feel bad for not doing things how you could have done things but and focus instead all on the those negative elements rather than the fact that you've completed and finished what you set out to do in the first place. And this stems from a massive fear of failure of not being good enough. So you tend to self-sabotage. And this is one that can be really easily supported. And we'll talk about ways to support yourself with this later on. Um, and one that yeah, I'm still working on. I even found myself last night thinking about this and procrastinating over writing notes for uh, one of the podcasts that I'm going to be recording soon for you because it goes into quite a vulnerable space and it felt scary to go there. It felt scary that I didn't feel like I knew what I was going to be sharing with you. So it can show up and be triggered when especially we know that we can sometimes be vulnerable of being judged by others it's a big one big big one there where we put it all off because we don't want to face it it's that whole burying your head in the sand situation and hope that it will go away but it tends not to does it as we know in day-to-day -day life and then one another way that it can show up and this is probably going to be the last one that I'll share with you is that not being able to receive or accept compliments for the work that you've already done or something that you've achieved or something that you're journeying through, even if you're not at the end destination. And you then picking up on all the ways that you could have done it better um, without perhaps even allowing yourself to celebrate that successes if you've completed a task or, or you know, a challenge. And instead, you manage to forget to enjoy the journey along the way and if you're still in the journey you're so caught up on the fact that you haven't finished yet that you forget to be present in the moment and this this can really be quite a debilitating energy to hold within yourself because you're not able to just settle into the flow of things and to move through things. So you find it quite difficult to enjoy that journey, to be present. And you are focused on that end result as well, very similarly to the super high expectations of yourself and others. And all of these interlink. There isn't a box for any of these to sit within. They are all very much interlinked. So, But with that, there is a lot of literature out there that says that perfection, perf 
perfection. <laughs> Stumbling over my words a lot today. Good job that I am working with my perfectionistic tendencies or else I would have stopped this way earlier in the episode and hit re-record probably about 10 million times. But we're just flowing through as it comes. So this manifests into three different categories. This is how the literature shows it. And the first way is self-orientated perfectionism. And this is where you impose an unrealistic desire to be perfect on yourself, setting super high standards for yourself that maybe are not even necessary. And you exhaust yourself trying to achieve it. The next one is other orientated perfectionism, which means that you're imposing those unrealistic standards of perfection onto other people expecting everybody else to live up to the standards that you deem is acceptable to be worthy. And if they don't quite hit that, or if they choose to do it a different way, there's judgment, there's possibly even ridicule, there's, there's rejection, there's all sorts of things, and maybe it really upsets you, and again, uses up so much energy in that space. And then there's socially prescribed perfectionism, which involves perceiving unrealistic expectations of perfection from others. And this can come from parents, family, friends, teachers, bosses, society, your community, your culture as a whole, and anyone outside of yourself um, that can try to create a false image of what you should be living up to. So whether you recognise yourself in the self-orientated, the other-orientated or the socially prescribed perfectionism or maybe a combination of the three, please, please remember that you are not broken. As these are learnt behaviours, sometimes from a very young age and learnt behaviours can be unlearnt. And these patterns and that you've learned in the past at some point they may be very outdated and you get to choose something else you get to choose something different now the choosing can sometimes not be as simple as switching a light on or off but sometimes it can be the beginning of a new way of being within your life that allows for more flow that allows for more ease so I'm going to share with you now the six ways that I have found to be really useful for me where I get to allow myself to make mistakes without judgment and find more ease in my life. And I really hope that these are super helpful for you. So we're just gonna dive straight in to number one. When you create a loving space for your thoughts and emotions to be felt fully and seen, with a level of understanding and acceptance, then they have the space to heal. Now I'm going to say that again because there's quite a lot in that one sentence there. But I'll say it again for you. When you create a loving space for your thoughts and emotions to be fully felt and seen with understanding and acceptance, then they have the space to heal. You have to allow yourself some space to let these deeper parts of you be seen, understood, accepted. Because if you don't, they will keep showing up and perhaps not always in the same way every time. But they will have the same intention to grab your attention and say, I need you to see me and to deal with this. And this can possibly be one of the hardest things to do when so many of us unconsciously repress and sometimes actively suppress the emotions and thoughts that we don't want to face. 
It makes it so much easier to maintain those perfectionistic tendencies when we do not face what is really going on for us. And I know that in my journey, I have recently started being able to recognise the moments where I'm suppressing and where my mind and body represses emotions as well. As both can be and are detrimental to our health and exacerbate perfectionistic tendencies. Why am I really struggling with that word today? I'm going to be saying it loads, so this is going to be great fun. Perfectionistic tendencies where it is an unconscious response. And there's so much literature, so much research, and it's becoming very fashionable right now to start to learn about how suppressed energy emotions are showing up as physical ailments within the body. And it has been a real game changer for me in my journey to begin to love myself with my perfectionism and allow its grip to relinquish itself over me little by little. And it is something that in those moments where it's really, really lovely as I get to realise that I am choosing something different and in that recognition of choosing something different, I love myself even more. So it's this reverse catch-22 as such. The more that I love myself, the more that I'm realising that I'm choosing different and then I can hold more space for more love for myself again. It's very nice. It's a very lovely little cycle that I get myself into sometimes with this. And a quick side note, so I mentioned before suppression and repression, and there is actually a big difference between the two. And I just wanted to explain them as they can be very easily interchanged in conversation. And from the emotional processing viewpoint are very different actions that are created within our bodies. So repression involves the unconscious blocking of unwanted thoughts, impulses and emotions due to a potential learnt behaviour when you were younger of not being able to show your emotions. Whereas suppression is entirely voluntary, where in the moment of you feeling an emotion bubbling up, you are actively unconscious and consciously, let me really say that with the right articulation, and consciously, you are actively pushing it away so as to not experience the fullness of the emotion because it can feel too much for the body to handle and to hold in that moment. So moving on to number two, which actually links directly with my first point, and that is connection is key. So surrounding yourself with people you love and trust who fully accept you really support you here in allowing yourself to integrate those perfectionistic tendencies to integrate in a way where you're showing yourself more love they get to be there in the moment but that you're not living through them in an unconscious way that's what I mean by integration so make sure and ensure that you have a support system who you can lean on to support you without judgment And people that don't try to push their personal agenda or project their opinions on how you do things in life, even if they would do it slightly differently, you just want to feel like the space is held for you so that you can relax into it, allowing yourself to feel a little freer to make the mistakes and not feel like the whole world will collapse if it doesn't go to plan. 
Because no doubt you're going to fall back into these perfectionistic tendencies. No doubt they're going to come up without you even conscious to it. But you catch yourself afterwards and you do the work to help realize where that came from and where you can choose differently. And just a little side note here, just to make sure if you are doing this work with someone where you're leaning on them to help call you forwards into the awareness of when it happens, that maybe you don't notice, is that they can really hold the space for you that you need and not project their own stuff onto the space and onto you. Because the last thing that you'll want and need is their projected judgment if and when you fall back to in those familiar habits that I mentioned before. This is the way of learning. You have to fall backwards sometimes to be able to build the stabilizing muscles which support you in doing this or to not do this again. Those stabilizing muscles are the ones in your brain. It is the connections throughout the nervous system uh, that helps you into this nervous system regulation process because this is what this all is it's all about your nervous system so your nervous system is going to recognize that you are trying something new and it will want you to come back to the familiar to the safety of what it knows even if it's uncomfortable for you but the more you practice the new action the more it's going to be like oh yeah you've done this before that wasn't so bad we can definitely handle this let's just go with it and see where it goes and it will begin to calm, it will begin to regulate, it will begin to drop you into that space where you can feel rested and calm and easeful. And eventually it will rewire this to being your new norm. So you move out of the pattern of what was and you get to move into this new pattern of what is for you, what you're choosing every day. But remember that this is a practice and it needs to be repeated so that you know, it gets to be rewired and plugged into you in a way that it then becomes that easy response, that easy natural response. This is why it's so important that the person that you choose to support you, if you're going to do it with another person on this journey, has the patience and the ability to be non-judgmental and a reassuring safe space for you coming on to the third point which is identify and understand the source and this is the key to building awareness to support your journey through and out the other side of perfectionism and this can sometimes be one of the most challenging parts without knowing where we've come from how can you understand how to support it just like in a therapy session unless the client shares with the therapist a little bit of a backstory then the therapist may be doing their best work, but never hitting the source of the struggle and thus leaving the client feeling like they're going round and round in circles and never feeling any better. Other covering the parts of you which have been pushed down into the darker spaces and been forgotten or pushed away is the only way to then be able to really bring to light what needs to be brought forwards. So an actionable step here for you is to identify the scenario where your perfectionism comes through and who you are trying to please with those actions. A really, really great way to do this is with a journal as well. So you can always write these down if you want to. A few questions for this actionable step. What do you think will happen if you do not fulfill your perfectionist tendencies? 
What is the fear? Who are you afraid of letting down or being seen as not enough by? And can you remember the earliest time this was true for you? What happened as a result? And I really love to journal and these could be some great questions to journal about to support this deeper journey of exploration. It helps to bring clarity as I explore my deeper psyche and sometimes I get some pretty big revelations. It's like this self-therapy tool for me sometimes. But I do encourage you to go back to point number two and reach out to someone if you feel like there is a lot to connect with so that you can connect with someone else who you trust to hold that mirror up, to hold the space for you, whether that is a therapist, a counsellor, a close friend or a confidant. As sometimes we can be triggered by something that is uncovered and not even know that it's coming. If you're exploring this on your own, remember to be compassionate with yourself, with what you unveil, as it has a purpose here in your life. And this kind of leads me on to number four. So, number four. Be present and mindful when it steps in and recognise its role. As I mentioned before, perfectionism usually shows up as a result of us striving for acceptance, love and attention from either ourselves or someone else, usually from the external because it's usually learned at a young age where we're needing that love from someone else for our sense of survival. So each of these needs a natural survival instinct because... So when you can be present and mindful of when you're activated in this space, when your nervous system is activated, when your body is activated, when that perfectionism steps in as the learnt programming and actually recognise the inner perfectionist's role within yourself, you are able to work with it to support your healing. So it is here as your protector. It is here so that your needs are met. And these needs are a natural body and nervous system response into your survival mode. Always looking to it for ways to ensure that you got the attention that you needed to survive. But there's one thing that I'd like to add here and you can only actually change what you are aware of. Only you can do that. If you do not know, then you aren't aware that this behaviour is running the show, that you're on autopilot, then it will continue to take charge and lead the way in your life. So with awareness, you get to choose something different for your life. And every behaviour we experience in our lives has a role to play in getting us to where we are today and where we're moving towards. Even if it is a behaviour that we don't like too much, and believe me, I've got plenty of those. So if you're thinking in yourself right now that you've got lots of behaviours that you don't particularly enjoy, don't worry. <laughs> Most of us do as well. And as children, we learn to adapt to our surroundings to survive. And this is where we create our habits and behaviours. 
is where our personality is formed. And each of these behaviours were more often than not created from a need to protect ourselves from some kind of threat. And it could be a perceived threat, not an actual threat. But threat nonetheless to ensure that we were kept safe in our life at some critical point. So when you recognise that the reason for your perfectionism is to protect you in some way, to get approval, love, attention, acceptance, it is going to keep you working in this programming. This part of you is working hard to protect... So when you recognise that the reason for your perfectionism is to protect you in some way, to get approval, love, attention and acceptance, it's going to give you the opportunity to start to work in a new way of programming. This part of you is working hard to protect you. It's doing a really, really good job to protect you, even if the logical part of your mind is saying, well, that doesn't make sense. I don't really want that in my life. I don't really want these behaviours to be leading me. It's not really necessary. And it probably isn't anymore. They're all very, very outdated programmes that we run through. But it's doing a job and it's trying its best with what it knows. So reminding yourself it only knows what it knows. So I implore you to try not to berate that part of you for only doing what it feels like is the best way to get the results that you want deep breath into that <laughs> and this is going to bring me to our next point which is number five take the messy action oh how much did everyone's perfectionist mind say oh no thanks when you hear take messy action <laughs> oh it's a big one for me and one that I know that I've struggled with as well. So taking messy action, yeah, was one of the hardest parts of this practice and letting it be okay as it is, whatever I produce, whatever I do, this is still something that I experience a hell of a lot of resistance to. And one of the main reasons for publishing this podcast, in fact, and starting this podcast it was a way to allow myself to bring my expression forwards and to not be perfect, to let myself learn through the messiness, the mistakes, and to then grow rooted in the knowledge that none of that means that I am less worthy or lovable than the person who's been podcasting for God knows how many years or that's just started their podcast and made it absolutely perfect for all of the listeners to love and follow and and feel safe in that perfection because maybe you know it's to people's certain standards but this messy action has taught me to love the process and myself rather than focusing on the end result needing to look a certain way and this is what I got caught up in last night was what I mentioned earlier where I just, I didn't finish to a deadline that I wanted to finish. 
I didn't get to write all the notes for an episode that I needed to record today based on the time and the space of where I had my setup available for me. So I do this um, away from my home, but in a really gorgeous place overlooking a national park. At the moment it's very stormy and windy and horizontal rain out there today. So you may even hear a little bit of the rain and the wind in this recording. Um, I'm going completely off topic here, but that's okay. It's all part of it, hey? But and I've actually lost the train of thought of where I am. It may come back to me. That's okay. I'm just going to leave that there. But yeah, that, that was it. That's where we were. I was talking about last night. But what I noticed was this really heavy weight of shame coming over me because I didn't hit the targets and it wasn't perfect to how it was. And the expectations that I'd set for myself, I hadn't met. And so because I didn't do it all in that one way, because I've done other things instead, it wasn't good enough for me. I didn't feel like I was doing enough. I wasn't being enough. I wasn't worthy enough. So it can come up even when you feel like you've done a lot of work here. There's new ways that it will show up. But an end result of practicing through doing this podcast and taking the messy action is that I no longer need to attach to it or to make it mean anything other than what it is meant to mean. For instance, I could have allowed myself to carry that shame throughout my day and not recorded this podcast or the next podcast. But I could have allowed myself to sit in that procrastination, that shame cycle and not be able to get out and not be able to publish in the way that I wanted to. I'd wanted to, by this point in my podcast plan, I'd wanted to have this whole marketing thing, have launched the Instagram, have told my email subscribers all about the podcast launching. And I've done none of that. None of that's happened yet. So it may be that I launch this and actually tell people about it a little bit further down the line. So, yeah, and there's a beautiful quote, quote actually, that um, I shared a lot in the yogic world, which I wanted to share with you, which is all around this point of taking the messy action. And it is, yoga is not about touching your toes. It is about what you learn on the way down. And I adore that quote. And it really, because it really encourages to not focus on what it should look like, but the journey of moving towards something instead. And ugh, I just feel like there's so much beauty in that quote. There's so much release and that relinquish of that gripping, that hard boundary and box that we put ourselves in. And that the journey doesn't need to be rushed either. And actually, it really can't be, as this is usually pretty deep work that we're moving through when it comes to perfectionism as it's linked to so many other moving parts within us and this then is going to lead me on to the final point which is to take your time and be kind to yourself deep programming like this takes time to rewire in the brain and to move through emotionally and energetically 
So please don't expect it to be a quick fix or to rush the process. Let yourself take the small and necessary steps with the deconditioning work. Get the support because there is so much to sift through. And sometimes you might feel that you're a little stuck in the mud with it all. And that's actually sometimes a necessary place to be. Feeling a little bit stuck as it's an indication that this is a time to pause. That this is a juncture where you get to go a little deeper, where you get to explore a little deeper, where usually we feel so uncomfortable just to stay still for a moment. For instance, if you get stuck in the mud or let's say in in sand if you're on a beach and you're trying to pull your foot out, but it's not working and you're working against what's holding you down, it's going to feel so uncomfortable, you're going to use so much energy. But if you just take a moment to dig around where your foot is stuck, to unearth the foot in its fullness before you try to free it, before you try to move on. And it's going to be so much easier and you're going to unearth so much more. You're going to be able to see so much more than you would have done if you were trying to yank yourself out of that discomfort, out of that situation. It's exactly the same with the mind and our programming with the unearthing of what's being held, the patterns within our bodies. It does take time. And that gets to be okay that we can take our time. We're so often brought to this quick pace of where we live in this external world, but actually slowing down, oof, it's been one of the most potent things that I've done for myself, that's for sure. And the fact that I've always loved when we're looking at programming in the unconscious and conscious mind is how much we actually know about our psyche and our programming. And it's that 95% of our brain activity is unconscious, meaning that only 5% is conscious. Yes, you heard that right. Only 5% of our brain activity, of our programming, of how we're living through our decisions, our choices, is conscious. So you can imagine how many programs we're running in the background to move us through our day-to-day lives. And if you're doing the work of conditioning, there's a lot of detangling of wires and rewiring to allow the energy to flow more easily. So you have to give yourself a little bit of grace when you're moving through this. A practice that I love to do, which really encourages me to find a bit of grace and kindness when I notice my perfectionism creeping in, is to say, I love you, I see you, I hear you. Thank you for protecting me. In this moment, we are safe. And it's okay to let go of the tight grip. And then she softens. My perfectionist self softens. And once that softening washes over me, I ask myself, what's the kindest thing that I can do for myself right now? And it might actually be to step away and to get some distance from the situation. It might just be 
to submit a piece of work as it is, press publish on an imperfect podcast episode, send the text message that I've been pondering over and rewriting over and over again. Or leaving the washing up in the sink, not shaming myself for leaving it until the morning. Whatever it is, I give it to myself without shame, without judgment or berating. Just pure acceptance that this was what was needed in the moment. And to remind myself that in the moment I made the choice for me. And it really, really helps. And sometimes this will be something that you will want from someone else. A few words of encouragement from a loved one or a friend. Whatever it is, give it to yourself. It is the kindest thing that you can do to give permission to do something nice. And one more practice that I have found has really helped me is EFT tapping. And it is a great way to change the nervous system state and to rewire the brain to a new and upgraded program. And I'm going to be talking more about the benefits of EFT tapping in another episode coming up soon. I'm not sure which one yet. I haven't scheduled that one in, but I've started making notes on it. And it's going to be really great for anyone who's not aware of EFT tapping or is using EFT tapping and wants a few extra tips of how we can use it to support ourselves. So just make sure to subscribe so you know when those new episodes are coming out. Um, But coming back to... What I was saying before is we reflect on perfectionism. If you're caught in berating yourself because of your exceptionally high standards and not being able to complete anything because you're procrastinating or if there's any of the other ways that perfection shows up for you for you or for someone else that you know, then please just remember these six ways to find more ease with all of it. And I'm just going to go over once again and reflect on what we've chatted about today to remind you of how you can support yourself and others further. The first one is, when you create a loving space for your thoughts and emotions to be fully felt and seen with understanding and acceptance, then they have the space to heal. Number two, connection is key. Surround yourself with people who will support you and not judge you. Number three, Identify and understand the source. Go into it. Don't ignore it or push it away. Allow yourself to uncover the layers of where it has come from. Number four, be present and mindful when it steps in and recognise its role. Thank you, mighty protector. Thank you for your protective work that you have done up until this point I'm really grateful for where you have had to step in to support me and that's what I say to myself at that point number five take the messy action even if it feels scary and number six take your time and be kind to yourself you will get there love and I leave you with these last sentiments that You're doing amazingly. No matter where you are on this journey, whether you're further down the line with this, and these are, or maybe these are some new perspectives for you to explore, or maybe this is the first time that you've reflected on this in your life, or perhaps someone else's, you are doing incredibly well. 
Remember the messy action over perfection, the self-love over self-rejection, and above all else, find the joy in the journey. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Go gently, my love. Love you lots and thank you for being here. I'm really looking forward to catching you next week on the Rise Within podcast where we will be starting to release those weekly episodes. Every Wednesday they're going to be coming out. And next week we're going to kick off with our first episode to introduce human design. Um, We're going to be chatting about some things that I wish that I'd learnt before starting my human design journey so that perhaps it's a way for you to not get caught up in certain things and to support you if you're starting off or even if you've been in the journey for a while as a little reminder of what to not hold on to and what to let go of to find a little more ease within your human design journey. So I cannot wait to dive into this with you and I will see you next Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining me, Beauty, for this episode. I really, really appreciate you being here and allowing me to land in your space. If you enjoyed the episode, there are a few things that you can do to support this podcast to reach more ears. Firstly, please make sure that you subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss when we drop more magical episodes just like this one. And don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify podcasts so more people can find and enjoy it too. Share your epic takeaways on socials and don't forget to tag us at the Rise Within podcast, which will be linked in the show notes for you so that we can spread the word. And one last thing, if you know someone that you think this episode would resonate with and it would help with their healing journey, then please, please go ahead and share it with them to make their day. I'm holding so much love and gratitude to you for being here with me and I really can't wait to catch you next time on the Rise Within podcast.